are rolling. I am Rich Wilson. Who are you? I am Genevieve Wilson. Well, Genevieve Wilson, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. We are <laughs> a first generation and second generation crossbow hunter. I'm one of those two things, and you are the other. I am the second generation crossbow hunter. And a good one you yeah. are at that. <laughs> so what are we doing today there, Puddin? Oops, are... I called you Puddin. You don't like that. No. You don't. That's why <laughs> when Genevieve was born, when she oh, was geez, just <laughs> when she was just a little baby, I when after she was born, I held her and I said, "That's my little puddin," and I've called her that all the time since then. But no one else calls her that. Just Daddy calls her puddin. So that's her thing, right? Yeah. Well, I want my little puddin. That's it's a good thing, right? Yeah. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. It is what it is. All right, so tell them what we are doing today and why on earth we are recording a podcast in a car with the windshield wipers running. Why are we doing that? We're putting in food plots in the rain today. And working on some setups. we got to work on some setups. I'm going to try and figure out how to do the, there we go, get some defrostifying going in here. Man, this is pretty, this car is like going to fog up on us from all the talk and all the hot air. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. Why well, is it only on your side? <laughs> yeah, funny. For the record, it is not only on my side. We're going to have to put up with those. I'll just turn the wipers off. I don't need wipers. I'll turn them on as needed. All right. We are going to talk a little bit about where we're at in terms of this. This is... Have you ever heard of an October wool, Genevieve? No. Well, there's no such thing, right? Okay. <laughs> that is what people tell themselves. It's like, oh, I'm hunting... And there's this lull. All of a sudden, the deer are not around. I can't see any deer. They're doing something different. And really, uh, okay, there is a lull that people experience. But essentially what that is, is, you know, you start hunting in October. In October, the first weekend, like we do, right? Go out there and you stink up the woods real good with all your smelly human odor. Yeah. And the result of that is the deer get kind of tired of that. They get wary of it. Plus, the season is changing. The leaves are starting to fall off the trees. Daylight is getting shorter. Deer are going from one pattern to another pattern. They're going to their from their primary let's get some food pattern to let's stock up for winter and get ready for the breeding season pattern. So there's two different patterns. So you're in a transition area. So the middle of October is kind of a stinker time for a lot of people. Now, you say that, but in Maryland in 2019, I shot my biggest buck down there in Maryland, and he just... You know, looking for a fight, but he can't. You, you can still hunt during this area. Is my during this time of year is my point. The deer don't go anywhere. They just need a little different incentive, right? Yeah. A nice coaxing from a buck grunt call. How about that? Or extra savory corn piles or food plots or something. I don't know. It, 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 different strokes for different folks, different deer. But that's the October low. My point is this. Right now, we are, there is no October lull. Don't get that out of your mind. You can kill deer right in the middle of October, not a problem. The lull for a crossbow hunter is July, right? Yeah, yeah. And this stinks, because what are you going to do? You and I already have crossbows that are set up for this fall. A whole bunch of, what are those, ducks? Ducks, I guess. A whole bunch of ducks walk along, team ducks, domestic ducks, walk along the side of the road. Genevieve and I already have our crossbows we know what we're hunting with this fall. We pretty much know the arrows. We know the broadheads we're using. We've got a ton of videos coming up for Crossbow Appreciation Month. How much fun will that be? And what month is that? That is August. You're right. It's the entire month of August. That's pretty cool. So Genevieve and I will spend the entire month of August putting together 
31 videos, 31 days, only on Death by Bungie. Did you know that I invented Crossbow Appreciation Month? That's pretty cool. I need a pat on the back (laughs) for that. That's pretty cool. I think that's pretty neat. I actually made it up on, like, July 29th one year. I'm like, I'm just going to do 31 videos in 31 days. And then 15 days, and you're like, wow, this is a lot of videos. (laughs) Why did I ever think of this? (laughs) Stupid me. But, so... I think it's pretty cool. It'll be a great opportunity to go because August is not a lull. In other words, August is when we start picking up steam, getting ready for the meet and greet, getting ready for hunting, getting ready for all that fun stuff that is going on in the fall. For the what we that's really what we as crossbow hunters wait all year for. We wait for crossbow for crossbow appreciation month, but also the fall. So the lull really is July. We're already set up. We don't have any more work to do really and there but there's no nothing you can hunt we're already done with spring gobbler remember yeah. remember that how we wasted our time with spring gobbler i didn't really waste my time at least one of the days very quickly we have beat spring gobbler to death you and i we've yeah. done we've done i think two videos on it but it was like a whole bunch of videos of us not shooting gobblers yeah, yeah. tell them real quick how that wrapped up the the gobbler season, the spring gobblers for us. I saw a whole bunch of gobblers the first day. I saw two different sets of them, but I can never get a shot because they didn't come close enough. And then I didn't see or hear anything the rest of the season. Ditto. I, except for me, it was different. See, totally different, in fact. I didn't even have the luxury of seeing gobblers at the beginning of the season like you did, right? (laughs) I did call in one. 80 yards, he was 80 yards from me, he came in and he was looking looking me over. Um, contrary to popular belief, I think he saw the blind and decided, hey, that wasn't there yesterday, see you later, I'm not sticking nope. around for that. <laughs> so I think some gobblers are educated to that. It might be a gobbler by gobbler basis. I've watched guys on YouTube put a blind up in the middle of a cut cornfield. And they still come right up. They come right up to it, like, like oh, like that's just supposed to be there. And it's they do that with deer too. I don't get it. We don't do that here. That doesn't no. work here. No. Right? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work here. So I, I'm the blinds are they work, but and I've had gobblers within 10, 15 yards of a blind, but they gotta sit there a little bit extra, I think. I think you gotta set it up a little bit in advance. We'll talk more about gobblers. I am not giving up on spring gobbler, are you? Neither am I. I want to kill a gobbler with a crossbow. I want to do it. Right out there in that field is a monster woodchuck. Did you see I that? See him. All right. That is a good... Speaking of woodchucks. Exactly. I was just... You are thinking just like your dad. Yeah. That's a crossbow hunter thing, right? It's a crossbow hunter thing. It's a death by bungee thing. (laughs) So, what is there during July... We've already given it away, but I'm going to build it up anyway. Like, it's a big, big point that I'm making. What is there during July that could be the cure for that summertime crossbow lull? There is a certain animal known as a woodchuck that is in season all year. A woodchuck, you say? I do. Now, are they made up like spring gobblers are made up in a a sense that they don't really exist and people just (laughs) tell you that they're out there that you can hunt them? (laughs) No, I've seen them. You've seen them in person? I swear they're real. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. And (laughs) uh, is this an animal that you can hunt year-round? Yeah. Well, no. It was a trick question. Legally, not you on can, Sundays. Ah, that's true too. Yeah, legally you can hunt them on Sundays in Pennsylvania, but also, um, I think you'd be hard pressed to shoot one in January. That's true. Yeah. Why? 
Well, they're 10 feet under the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, as my wife would say, they are sleeping in their bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they smell like it, too. Okay. That's a fact. They do. They when do. they come out they in the spring, man, you know in the spring that that's the case. And it doesn't get much better in July. But talk about a summertime animal that is has a few uses. Now, you have future plans. You are now a high school graduate. What, what will you be doing when you... Uh, this summer. What are you doing this summer? Tell them what you're doing this summer. I'm working at a job this summer. You have a job. I do. A summer job. And what yeah. is that job? I am processing the doe license applications at the courthouse. How cool is that? You are one of the pink envelope processors. I am. So people who are familiar with Pennsylvania's hunting schedules and regulations and our licensing and all that will know what the pink envelope is. You might be the last era of that, like the last provider of that service. It's kind of sad. It is, because I've been doing it since I was a little kid. It's something we've been doing for literally for decades, like 30, 40, 50 years or something here in Pennsylvania. And they, you know, if we're moving on and we're not going to be doing those and we're going to a complete online system, I get that the online system is more efficient. It is, in fact, better. But man, that tradition of getting around and sending out your thing, you're putting it all together, your check and your filling up the application properly and sending in your $6.90. And this year it's, how much is it? $6.97. $6.97 this year. They jacked up the prices. If you can go, since I was a little kid and you've got a price increase of $0.07, cents, I think we're doing pretty good. I think I we're really, going to be okay. Not yeah. I think we're going to be okay. I don't think I'm going to complain. <clears throat> so we got the hunting licenses. You're doing that this year. That's a good job. What are you going to do when that's over? Because that ends in like August or September. So what are you going to do after that? You're just going to go on unemployment? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Good for you. No, but I'm actually going to be working as an apprentice for a taxidermist, and then I'm going to get licensed and start my own taxidermy business. That is the plan. What a plan for my kid. What a plan for the future, and one that I am very proud of. I'm This, just for the record, I've never, I mean, I totally encourage Genevieve to do whatever she wants to do. You're very artistic, and I think this is a good way to use your artistic skills in a career that can, around here, actually have some business, right? It's yeah. actually one that you can do around here. There are a lot of taxidermists who do that as a full-time job. I think it takes time to build up a reputation and all that, but there's nothing wrong with that, and we'll get that done. We'll yeah. do that. Yeah. So good deal. So that's the future plans, and that's going to eat up some of your hunting this fall, I think. But nonetheless, it is, you know, because you're going to have, you're going to be on call, so to speak, and helping mm -hmm. flesh out hides, receive incoming taxidermy work and all that that's part of an apprenticeship so that's going to be important but it will teach you how to do that long term because eventually down the road you're probably still going to want to hunt and be a taxidermist so you'll have to do both yeah and figure out how to do that so this summer when we're talking about the woodchucks one of the very good purposes of a woodchuck is taxidermy yeah i know someone who might be interested in a specimen or two playing around with. I like specimens. You like specimens. <laughs> Genevieve has always collected bones, has always been like picking up the feathers and all that good stuff in the woods. And this is an opportunity for her to have uh, a mount to do that is part of her apprenticeship. You have to have a certain number of mounts, like seven different mounts before you can yep. graduate from this apprenticeship. So she has to take in, flesh out, and you, you could buy the hides and or take in a hide for me or whatever else, but you have to produce seven specimens as part of this, so or something like that. I don't remember how many it is, but a bunch of big game. You got to do a bear, you got to do a deer, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. 
So I'm, your dad's going to try and shoot you a bear. Well, thanks. Yeah, I'm doing my best, kid. And don't... Uh, We're a little lacking in the turkey department, but we'll get there. Oh, man. I can't <laughs> even buy a turkey. Holy cow. But we were driving up the dirt road on the way to the kingdom of Bungie, and we'll find out soon if I'm going to be able to put the drone up, if I'm going to be able to take some video. The woodchuck was... I want you to tell them the story of our woodchuck hunting for July of 2021. Basically, tell them what we, yeah. what's going on. So basically, all this summer, there's been a wood. All right, take two. <laughs> take two, yeah. What happened was we're sitting here and we're driving up the road, and Jennifer says, Oh, it quit recording. So we actually ran out of gas on the recording, ran out of battery. And, you know, that's the way it works sometimes. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So, but I think where we left off, where it quit on us, was probably where we were talking about the woodchuck. You talked about your taxidermy apprenticeship coming up. Hopefully that's recorded because it was a good little discussion. I'm hoping mm -hmm. that's in there. But Genevieve does have, have that as an intentional career down path down the road here. And the woodchuck will be, a woodchuck would make a nice mount. And I think they'd make a nice addition to the trophy room. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think I so think too. So. So taxidermy, the second reason to shoot a woodchuck is, I suppose, food. Your dad has a new smoker. They're smoker-sized. They are smoker-sized. <laughs> I've cooked woodchucks and eaten them in the past, and some people are just totally grossed out by that. Other I thought it was understand. fine. It's fine. It, I overcooked it. It's not. I didn't really cook it to the way that it deserves. I think it would be better if I cooked it properly. But properly cleaned, you get those little glands out of there. They have a couple glands you got to get rid of. And you do that, and I think that they are a family-sized meal. Definitely a smaller woodchuck's big enough for one person, no problem. But on a smoker, low and slow, I think it would be nice and juicy. I don't think it would be rubbery. I think that's the way to prepare wild game like that that has a tendency to overcook very quickly. Pan frying it, it just overcooked too quick. So you got that option. And the third option, third reason why you might want to look at woodchucks, I think, is uh, because they are varmints and they are pests. And if they are, now in the yard, they don't bother me much, right? But around your foundation of your barn, stuff like that's that. That's a problem real That's fast. a problem. Yeah. In your field where your food plots are, you're going to tip a tractor over, deer are going to break a leg. They really are just a nuisance. And, you know, here in the kingdom of Bungie, we have arrived here, by the way. We're parked here. That's why the audio quality of the podcast has improved greatly, I am sure. But here, the more woodchucks you can rid the place of, the better. They don't do you any good. When I was growing up, we had dogs. They were running around here. They killed all the woodchucks. But now we don't have dogs here, so that, that's the problem. You have dogs, you have fewer deer, too, sir. So there's that. That's trade-off. Now, tell them about our woodchuck saga 2021. <laughs> there has been a woodchuck at the bottom of your yard all summer long teasing us. And it's this really old woodchuck. It's got a, a white face. He's real big. And we had a little competition, Dad and I did, to see who could sight into 40 yards first to win a shot at the woodchuck. Yep, basically in the backyard, set up the targets out to 40 yards. We're just taking shots, and until you hit bullseyes, you can't move on from 10 to 20. Can't yeah. move on from 20 to right. 30. Right. Now, who got to 40 yards first? I did. Miss Genevieve hit the first bullseye <laughs> at 40 before the... Scorpit and I could get the job done, and I'll give her credit. She has to do that by by cocking, right? You got to yeah. you got to cock with a crank, 
whereas I can cock with a rope. But I was changing from, I've been playing with 100 grain, 150 grain, and going back and forth, so I had a little bit more work to do. But nonetheless, that's quite an accomplishment on your end to be able to pull that off. You did a really good job. So, you got first dibs on the woodchuck. I did. Did you ever get a shot? I did. Oh, and how'd that go? I gave him a nice haircut. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so mad because I had no idea a woodchuck could duck an arrow. Amazing. It was at 40 yards, and it moved an inch, and that was that inch was enough to make a difference. And I shaved the hair off his back, and he ran off and kept eating. It will make a great video, but you've described <laughs> it perfectly. An animal that, you made a good point, too. This is an animal that's already laying on the ground while he's eating. You take a shot. Somehow he ducks under that, and but it's visible It's in the video. Oh, yeah. It's it's. Not, it's clear what happened, right? We know what happens, and you can see the hair flying up in the air in the video. It will make a great <laughs> crossbow appreciation month video, I think. That'll be fun. You know, if you'd have been <laughs> an inch lower, he would have broke his spine right in half, cut him in half. Yeah. You know, and, and you'd have a woodchuck to mount. And that was a nice woodchuck, too. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the only woodchuck we'd been seeing. Right. And did we get another opportunity? We did. I want to point out... Hunting woodchucks with a crossbow is not an easy task. It's surprisingly difficult. A couple of problems with it. First of all, Pennsylvania, we can hunt them all year long except Sundays. So we had opportunities on Sundays where we couldn't actually go out and take a shot yeah. at the woodchuck. Yeah. That's the law. So we're, we're not going to shoot them on Sundays if that's not legal. You know, the laws are sometimes they're frustrating and all that. But if you work hard to comply with the laws, just accept that and work hard to comply with them. You can still do everything you want to do pretty yeah. much, you know, yeah. like, so we can still shoot this woodchuck. We just got to do it legally the right way. Another thing we did, we had hats available cause yep. you have to be wearing a fluorescent orange hat. Yep. yep. So we had those, we had those, the crossbows, the lube, the arrows, binoculars, range finder, everything by the door. So we could just yeah. step right there and take the shot. <laughs> just taking up like half the dining room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your mom puts up with a lot. That's a fact. But the nice thing about it though, we're shooting off of our deck, so that wasn't a problem. We can walk right out there and shoot, take up this shot. But the problem from a hunting perspective is this woodchuck is taking a risk, and he knows it, by coming out into the lawn to feed. Now, I had actually spread lime down there. I had actually spread potash down there to boost the clover. I was assuming he's eating the clover. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons that he favors that corner of the lawn. He comes out in there. When I did the, we have this little clover food plot at the bottom of the yard. And I spread a ton of potash on that. I put about 100 pounds, I think, of potash on that in this little right of way. And the clover down there is just awesome. We get pictures. We get got some fawns. Yeah. Don't yeah. we have yeah. some fawns? Yep. Got a couple of fawns this year and a mama that is feeding those fawns. And a bear. There. And a bear that makes his way through. But pretty much everybody loves clover, including the woodchucks. But I don't think the clover likes the clover... I don't think the woodchuck likes the clover food plot so much because he can't see what's going on. Yeah, it's too tall. Yeah, he disappears in there, which maybe he likes that. But he likes the lawn, I think, because he can kind of see what's going on. Mm -hmm. right? Now, there's no dogs right next to us or anything like that, so we don't have that threat for him. But nonetheless, he's still... I'll go out there when I'm grilling... He'll stick around, but he's wary, mm-hmm. but he'll stick around and he'll eat down there in that corner. So eventually I did get that opportunity and I went out there with the Scorpid. He was at 40 yards based on what our knowledge of the yard is, mm-hmm. what I felt like was 40 yards. And I think I range finded him through the screen door to make sure yeah. before I went out. Yep. Got all my gear ready. Went out there and the first thing he did is run. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think they they also figure out pretty quick that an orange hat is different from no orange hat. That, yeah. Like, they, they understand that Rich doesn't wear an orange hat when he's grilling. Yeah. You know, like, something's going on. Something's and the different. grill's not running. And the grill is not running. <laughs> I can't smell, you know, back straps on a grill or anything like that. So Which is somehow not concerning to them. Yeah, they don't care burning about meat. burning wild game, <laughs> yeah. you know, cooking wild game, that, that beautiful odor. They don't care about that. You're right. He suspected something up was up, and when I got to the edge of the deck where I was going to rest and shoot, my plan was I used the rangefinder real quick as I was walking in there, and he was at 51.2. I'll never forget that. It was 51.2, and I'm like, well, man, I'm sighted in after 50 yards. I've taken 50-yard shots with this thing. I should be able to pull this off. So I sat on a rest. I was leaning on a rest and all that, the railing or whatever. And I had the that rangefinder at fifty one point two. By taking another step forward, I'm thinking this is exactly fifty yards. So it should be a it should be a doable shot. Shooting a scorpid four hundred feet per second or so, hundred fifty grain broadhead. You know, an arrow around four hundred twenty grains or something like that. I don't know, but shoots pretty flat, pretty accurate, and sure enough. Felt pretty good about the shot? Yeah. He was on the edge of the yard. I mean, he's already to the grass. Another reason it's difficult to hunt woodchucks with a crossbow is that they are underground animals. They're Mm -hmm. not like deer. They're going to run off and eventually die above ground in in a reachable location. You just got to follow the blood trail. You got to follow it. The difference is with a woodchuck that if, if if you don't kill them on the spot, they might make it to their hole. You'll never retrieve them. Yeah. Because you're in love without a bulldozer or a backhoe. You're not getting in there. So that was that concern, too. And I don't even know where the holes are for these woodchucks. I couldn't I find them. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I never saw one. They're not in the yard, so that's not a problem. But we went down here. We were watching a movie. And uh, we were in the middle of a movie, and I had gone out to get a drink and saw this woodchuck in the yard. I'm like, oh, we stopped. We paused the oh, movie. Oh, might and, as well. <laughs> yeah. Pause the movie. Go take a shot. And then we're like, well, we'll go down there and look after the movie. So we finished the movie. And then went down there and tell them how you located them. We couldn't really find any blood, but I could hear the flies. Yeah. It was a really humid day and there were lots of flies out. And I thought that was a little odd. And I kept looking where the flies were and I did find a little bit of blood. Yep. So I directed Dad to the spot because there's lots of poison ivy. Yeah, and I was fully clothed with like my lawn clothes. I had sweatpants on, long sleeve shirt, gloves, the whole bit. Because I've had poison <laughs> ivy twice this year. And the second time I required medication for it and everything. Like, I'm not going back to Poison Ivy. I can't risk that. So, in the end, we found them. We did. We did. Now, the video will tell the whole story. We're not going to go into the whole story here. I do want to give Genevieve a pat on the back. Because I'm so proud of her for her ability to use flies as a way of tracking wild game i think that's significant some people might say oh big deal but the reality is tracking wild game i don't care what you're tracking it is a crime scene i always joke about that and you have to take the available clues and be able to decipher them and see what they really mean how do they fit into the overall picture because it's all laid out there you just need to be able to read it and flies are one where in the past actually i've I've shot woodchucks before and within 10 minutes, there's flies all over them. I don't oh, know yeah. how that happens. Like, I don't know where these flies are. I don't even know where they are. But boy, they're on top of that woodchuck carcass and within 10 minutes. So locating them, that was a really good observation. You're keeping your eyes open, and I'm proud of you. 
Um, and that's hopefully other people get something out of that as well. That's just another way to track an animal when you're, you got to pay attention. You know, if you're walking through the woods, you're looking for the deer you shot yesterday and you see vultures circling somewhere, you might want to start there. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's a pretty good sign, you know? So that's a, that's a thing. So I'm proud of you for that. We did collect the woodchuck. We do have it. It will make a nice video in crossbow appreciation month and, and it will make a nice mount for the trophy. Room. Oh yeah. It will. Yeah. Now, is that the whole story on the woodchuck? That is not the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up, kid. Tell, so... them, tell them the irony of all of this. This is a white face. This is a nice woodchuck. You know, good sized woodchuck can make a nice yeah. mount. Yeah. yeah. Like 11 pounds after it was gutted. So. Yeah, the, the, it was not gutted by us either. It was gutted no. by the Rage Broadhead. Like, part of it was in the yard still, and yeah. part of it was not. Okay. Yeah, it was <laughs> that, that there was a lot yeah. of broadhead for a little woodchuck. but I'll stitch it up, though. You'll we'll, stitch it up. We'll see what we Nice, clean cut. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice... It's a straight line. A straight so line. Very easy to that sew should that be up. Easy. Yep. Good job for you. Yep. Yeah. So, probably like a week and a half later... We see another woodchuck down at the bottom of the yard with Does a, it white have a white face. face? Yeah. yeah. A whiter face than the other one, and it has a bald spot on its yeah. back. I'm thinking that's the one that you shot at. Yeah. Which, by the way, the one she shot at shaves him good in the video, does not appear to have made any contact with blood, nothing like that. That woodchuck ran to the bottom of the yard and kept eating. Like, yeah. It didn't even leave the yard, and it, it ran fine. Like, there, he was yeah. just like, what in the world's going on? And just went down to the bottom of the yard. He did not run yeah. off. Like he wasn't hurt. He wasn't hurt at all. And he's oh. back eating the yard anyway. Probably only left the yard, didn't come back because of this other woodchuck. Yeah. I had to guess. Yeah. Like, because we've never seen two woodchucks in the yard at the same time. No. But we have seen a third woodchuck now. This thing is a hog. <laughs> it's got to weigh like 30 pounds, I swear. And I'm not, I don't think she's exaggerating. This is the heaviest woodchuck. This thing has shoulders like a pit bulldog. And like it his does. feet, his feet are like they kind of angle in under him when he's walking, and his he tail. Waddles. He doesn't really His walk. tail might be a, a foot long. Like this, this is literally the the biggest woodchuck I've ever seen. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and he's got a black face. Yeah, this one does. Yeah. So this is a different woodchuck, a much bigger target. Maybe Genevieve can get it done on a big target <laughs> like this. I don't know, but we're gonna need a bigger broadhead. That's for sure. And heavy arrows. Heavy arrows. Oh yeah. yeah. We're gonna need. Heavy arrows and and break really out big. the schwackers. Yep. <laughs> so, the interesting thing too, I you know, there is going to be some discussion of speed during crossbow appreciation month, and this is where I think we can leave it, just to give a heads up as to what we're doing going forward. But the speed difference, I'm not sure exactly what three fifty five micro suppressor with one hundred fifty five grain with one hundred fifty grain broadheads. Yeah, I am at three forty six. Was what we tested, right? Your scope, your speed ring on your scope it's is like three twenty or something. three twenty. So I'm yeah. not sure about the speed whether we're really getting what we think we're getting. We're going to retest this year during Crossbow Appreciation mm -hmm. Month videos for that. I'm shooting by my math a four twenty. You put a hundred fifty grain broadhead on there. I should be down around four oh five, four hundred, four oh five with my if I do it mathematically based on what I know about arrow weights that sort of thing. However, I my speed ring. I'm using an X-caliber scope on this crossbow. <laughs> My speed range is around 395, something like that. But I'm wondering, I shot a smaller woodchuck mm -hmm. than you shot at. Yours jumped the string at 40 yards. Yeah. Mine did not at 50 yards. 
Yeah. Mine was spot on at 50 yards. And it's a good size woodchuck. I'm proud of this little the shot. Um, you know, I shot a woodchuck eight years ago with a crossbow and took it to a taxidermist to get mounted. And then he um, went out of business and flaked out and never gave anybody their money or their mounts back or anything like that. So uh, I never did get that cro- that woodchuck mount that I'd hoped for. So this is like a replacement for that, and I'm quite proud of that. It's You uh, will just, get this one. Thank you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, well, I know where you live, so. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think that this is, tells a nice story, though. It's a nice addition to the Death by Bungie crossbow story, that evolution, that, that ongoing story, mm-hmm. that down the road we're going to have a mount of a woodchuck for the yeah. trophy room. One it's way a nice another. woodchuck. Yeah. And it is, and it's a neat story and made a nice podcast, hopefully. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. So whether that crossbow story continues to evolve with an even bigger woodchuck, I don't know. We're going to find out, right? <laughs> I hope that real big one shows up again. We'll have to, we're, we got to get back out in the yard, make sure we're dead yeah. on, you know, yep. get those crossbows shined up, get yourself a really good dependable arrow and crossbow broadhead rig, and we'll go from there. Yep. All right. That's a good episode of a podcast, I think. I hope people got a kick out of that. And we even had trouble along our way with a dead battery, but we got yeah. it fixed. I, I'm like paranoid now. I keep looking at it. Yeah. It's good though. Okay. We're all good? <laughs> yeah. Until next time. All hail Bungie Jr. All hail Bungie. Bungie. <laughs>